Michael Yorba, thanks for joining with me. All right, I have got Craig Nedro here, and he is the president and owner of Nedro Business Advisors. Craig, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. Glad to be here. All right, you also have a couple of shows yourself. Tell us about them. So, I have been involved in uh, different types of ministry work, in particular men's ministry, prison ministry. Uh, we also go down and feed the and clothe the homeless on the streets of downtown Dallas. There's a lot of homeless people that don't make it to the shelters. We've been doing that for years. And so um, many years ago, I, was, I had the opportunity to have a program on 100.7 FM, The Word. And it's a ministry program called Stand Up for Jesus. It's on Sundays from noon to 1. I'm in my uh, 11th year on the air there. Congratulations. Then, I appreciate that. And then on Saturday mornings, um, the same station, The Word, has business programs. They came to me about three years ago. And I mentioned what I do for a living one time on my ministry program because I don't take a salary from the ministry. And they said hey, you know, we do business programs on Saturday mornings. And I said, okay. And and they said, we'd li- like to offer you a business program. So I have a second program. I've been on the air about three years called the Business Owner Hour with Craig Nedro on Saturday mornings from 7 to 8. Now, is that where you open up some of the intricacies and the insights that you have from Nedro Business Advisors? Yeah, we talk about, you know, we, we're a boutique firm and uh, we're a merger and acquisition slash business brokerage house located in Plano. And we're primarily a sell-side broker. And so what we do on the program, we focus on um, buying and selling of programs, primarily on the sale of programs, I mean sale of businesses, and uh, from a business owner's viewpoint. We talk about things that they can expect. Uh, Like, for example, right now we're in a segment where we're talking about where we're at in the marketplace now and what 2020 looks like. So that's kind of what we do. What makes your firm different from other firms? Well, I was a partner in another firm for a while, and um, nothing wrong with that firm, but I'm I'm very hands-on. We're very relationship-oriented. We have a motto on our website that says that uh, for every business owner that we help, their goals become our goals. And a lot of people or a lot of businesses, companies that are in the space that we're in, once you sign a listing agreement with them, it's difficult to get a hold of who you initially had a contact with. We're, like I said, we're a boutique firm. We don't care about getting 60 or 70 listings a year. We want to take care of our clients. We're very relationship-oriented. And, you know, for a lot of small business owners, when it comes time, Michael, for them to sell their business, that's really a life-changing event. It's a big deal for them. And so we want to be there for them all the way through, from the very first meeting all the way to the closing table. We're an unusual firm because we don't take any – our fee is not paid up front. We get paid when the company closes. So if we don't sell the, the the business, we don't feel like we've earned the fee. So that make that's a couple things that make us pretty unique in our industry. It certainly does, because I know I've been through that that role, and it's not like that. So no, it's I not. I want to commend you for that. Um, you you talked about what you see in the future, and I want to get into that. But before we do, the types of clients that you look for. What, what you said you're on the sell side. I got that. Yeah. Because I've had people in here who are on the buy side. Yeah. But talk to me about the type of clients that you like. So. Some there are some people companies that do what we do and they'll specialize in healthcare, or they'll specialize in oil and gas or whatever the case may be. We're pretty broad range. 
I look for two things in a business from a business owner. I look for a committed seller, being the fact that we don't take any fees up front, we don't get paid till the company sells. I've told business owners before, I really don't need the practice. I don't want to work four, six, eight months and then have them go, you know, I think I changed my mind. Or Uncle Bob's coming down from Arkansas and he wants to buy the company. So I need a um, committed seller and I need decent financials. Now, I, want, I don't need audited financials necessarily, but if I ask a guy to see his financials and he pulls out a napkin and starts writing down, that's a bad sign, okay? okay. So, you know, we, we need decent financials and a committed seller. And if we have that, we feel pretty pretty strongly that we can sell almost any type of business. Okay. Um, tell me about your your thoughts for the future for your industry sector. Because I have found that you are really the, the, the canary in the coal mine. When your industry gets hot and heavy, money's moving. Yep. And when it really slows down, something else is about to happen. Well, and it'll trigger quickly and it'll turn quickly. You know, we've been in a great bubble or whatever you want to call it for a long time here. We're, we're way past being due for a correction. And it's not if, it's only a matter of when we will have a correction. And I don't mean a 7 or a 10% correction. You know, we're overdue for a pretty major correction. And so what, where we're at right now is we're in a period of time where, you know, companies sell off multiples of EBITDA. And companies are selling right now for the greatest multiples that they ever have. And banks are aggressively lending money. Investors in P private equity groups and family investment groups, they're, all, uh, they're aggressively looking for businesses to buy. We're in a window here. And um, I have a lot of people calling me right now saying, talk to me about what's getting ready to happen in 2020. Because right. we all know it's a presidential election year. And, and, I, and I try to stay out of the political side of it. But one party has made it pretty clear that if they win, they're not even hiding it anymore. Taxes are going up. Regulations are coming back on. And the business climate will change very quickly. So here's what's going to happen. I think late spring, early summer, the banks are going to get a little cautious. Banks are going to say, hey, we need to wait and see what's going to happen in the election. Right. right behind that, investors get a little cautious. And that's what you were talking about a second ago. And so the climate's going to change middle part of 2020. So I have a lot of people calling me right now saying, listen, if I'm going to sell in the next two, three, four, five years, do I need to do it now? And the, the simple answer to that is may, probably let me sit down and look at your financials and let's have a conversation. But um, the, we're in this window of great um, great uh, time of selling companies. Like I said, the biggest multiples companies are selling but that's going to change, I believe, in 2020. And listen, if the right party wins in 2020, I think we'll have another two, three, four-year good run. But I don't have a crystal ball, and I don't know many people that can tell me 100% they know who's going to win the election in 2020. Yeah, no way. But I will say this. I have seen a, a recent phenomenon in what's going on with this uh, current political climate, and more people are leaning right than, than left, especially the people that are creating the jobs. Yeah. We're talking small, middle middle America. And I've found them to be pretty savvy when it comes time to move because they are they can feel it faster. It hits them harder whenever things the currents change in business climate. So well, my prayer is that people are savvy enough and have done enough, uh, whatever you want to call it, homework, reading, studying, learning, or whatever. I'd like to put a certain amount of faith in the American public, but I was a little surprised in 18 when some of the how many seats we lost, uh, one party lost. So we'll see, but yeah, I, I'd like to think, like you said, there's an awakening, and I think it, it, 
it, it, there's some positive signs out there in, the, in regard to that. So best case scenario, you really got another four and a half, five years to really get your, your company. Because you don't just sell it overnight. You have to plan it. It takes a few, a minimum a year to really get it good, groom the right buyer, and sift through the right buyer. On the short I, end, if I, I, yeah, if I get a ca- if we have a smaller company and a cash buyer, it can, it can sell and close in 60 to 90 days. But average is going to be somewhere between six and eight months. I just closed a deal recently that was 11 months uh, from start to finish. So somewhere between six and 12 months, well, what are, where does that put us today? That puts us at election time. So if somebody's out there and they're thinking about, look, I, need, I really think I need to sit down and, and have a conversation with you uh, about is this the time to go to market, I'd love to meet with them. You know, that's another defining part uh, about you versus the other um, business brokers, people in the mergers and acquisitions business, because their time horizons generally are much longer. Yeah. I was really surprised at this conversation that, that you have such a short time horizon to be able to m- to meet the needs of your clients. We keep a pretty good um, uh, book of people, w- what they're looking for, what size they're looking for. I just recently closed on an HVAC company, and we had 40 inquiries. I had we, we got more than asking price. That's a good network. And so we keep all those names, mm-hmm. specifically what they're looking for, what size. And then if we get another HVAC company, we're immediately reaching out to all those folks. And so we have people that are – I get people calling me almost daily saying, what have you got? Have you got this? Remember, I'm looking for this. So once we find a good company, we get a, we get a buyer on it pretty quick. And we sold a commercial landscape company recently. We had nine LOIs on it. Nice. That's a good problem to have. That's a great problem to have. And so um, uh, we're kind of particular about the companies. Again, we don't get paid unless we sell it, so we're a little more particular about the companies we list. We, in national averages, four out of ten companies sell with M&A firms. Mm-hmm. We're at 85%. Nice. Because we don't take the money up front. I want, I, if I don't think I can sell it, I'm going to say, I, I, we, I don't think we can sell it, and here's why. And maybe they'll come back around after they get some things put in place. But I want to list companies that I feel strongly that we're going to close on. Craig, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, and I'm looking forward to being on your shows. I'm looking forward to having you. All right. All right. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Don't forget, download our app on the homepage of our website right at the top. Thanks for joining.